Once upon a time, there was a king who had an only daughter. A great many officers and generals wanted to marry her, but the king said to himself, well, if I give her to one of them, all the others will be angry. So he thought of a plan. He would put a gold ring on her finger and set her up in a high place, and whoever could snatch the ring would become her husband. So that's what he did. And men came from all over the world to try and snatch the ring from her finger. But none succeeded. One day, a shepherd boy in ragged clothes showed up. He approached the princess, sitting on a high perch. And with a great bound, he snatched the ring from her finger. The king and the courtiers, seeing how shabbily he was dressed, were unwilling to let him marry her. But what was to be done? Well, I thought... To tell the truth, there's another test you must pass. Uh, you see these hutches? Well, inside are 40 hares. We want you to drive them into the woods each day and bring them home at night. But we warn, not a single hare must be missing. If you fail the test, you're a dead man. Hmm, the boy said to himself. Forty hares aren't easy to control, and even if I drive them into the woods, how can I drive them back? Yet if a single hare is missing, I'll pay with my life. Still, if I want to marry the princess, I'll have to try. So he turned the hares loose and managed one way or another to get them all into the woods. But there they all ran off in all directions. Ah, he thought sadly, I'm a fool and a dead man. I'll never be able to round them up. As he walked gloomily through the woods, he chanced to look down and saw a whistle lying on the ground. He picked it up and blew on it. Immediately, all forty hares came running to him. Hmm, <laughs> he thought. A fool with a little luck is only half a fool. Let's see, I wonder if they'll follow me into an open field. So he started piping on his whistle, and the hares all followed him into the field. Well, they seem obedient, he said. Let's see if, if I can turn them into soldiers. Hey there, he called to one of the hares. You can be a sergeant. And you, he pointed to another, you can be a platoon leader. And he pointed to a third and he said, and you, you can be a squad leader. Then he shouted, fall in. And they all lined up and he taught the hares how to march in formation. <laughs> Back at the king's court, a huge crowd gathered to wait for the execution. <laughs> but lo and behold there was the shepherd boy marching at the head of his hairs like a military troop he marched them to their hutches and cried fall out <laughs> and all forty went into the hutches and settled down for the night and the king and his courtiers counted all the hairs and found that not one was missing but they didn't want this ragamuffin to marry the princess so what were they to do by hook or by crook, they decided they had to make him lose a hare. The next day, when the shepherd had marched the hares out of the palace, the king himself, wearing a disguise, followed him to the woods. There he said to the boy, who recognized him at once, Who owns these marching hares? They are the king's, replied the shepherd. Sell me one. I won't sell any. I don't need the money. Well, what do you want? Thank <laughs> you.
If you kiss the place beneath the sergeant's tail, said the shepherd, I'll give you a hair. Very well. So the king agreed. And when he kissed the plates beneath the sergeant rabbit's tail, the shepherd gave him a hare. The king started off with his animal feeling pleased, because now he could kill this upstart. Meanwhile, that very same, same thought occurred to the shepherd. Well, he said to himself, let's see what my whistle can do. He blew on it. And lo and behold, the, uh, the king's hare leapt out of his arms and ran back to the shepherd. When the king returned to the palace empty-handed, he was too embarrassed to confess that he'd lost the hare. So he said, uh, uh, shepherd refused to sell me one. Hearing this, the queen said, I'll go tomorrow. He'll sell me a hare. The next morning, the shepherd gathered his army of hares and marched off to the woods where he passed the time by drilling them. He beat on a drum, and the hares marched to its beat. Meanwhile, the queen in her coach rode into the forest, approached the shepherd, and said, Sell me a hare. <coughs> he replied, I won't sell any of my hares. But if you kiss the place beneath the tail of my platoon, commander, I'll give you one. <coughs> She was the queen after all, but she was determined to cheat him out of one of his hairs. And though the place beneath the hare's tail was soiled, she kissed it. <laughs> the shepherd said, that hare is the platoon commander. You have to do better than that. Give him a really good kiss. And so she kissed the place again. Then he said, which one of my hairs do you want? Whichever hair you say, she replied. Choose one for yourself? She tried to pick one up, but it wouldn't allow itself to be caught. The shepherd said to the hare, come here, and the hare came obediently. The shepherd said, lie down, and the hare lay, lay down, and the queen caught him. Hold him tight, and he won't run away, said the shepherd. The queen got into her coach and commanded the coachman, drive as fast as you can before the shepherd changes his mind. The coachman said, if you had some powdered English salt to put on the hare's tail, it wouldn't run away. Well, I don't, she said, so let's get moving. As they sped away, the shepherd sounded a note on his whistle. And the hare tore itself from the queen's grasp and ran back to him. The queen sat stunned, and when she got home, she too lied. The shepherd won't sell any of his hares, nor will he give them away. That night, the king and queen and their courtiers talked and talked and decided to send the princess to him the next morning. Well, since the shepherd wanted to marry her, they reasoned, he would surely give her a hair. And if he came home missing a hair, he was a dead man. In the morning, the shepherd got up and went to the forest to drill his army of hares. his bride-to-be started off, carrying preserves and other delicacies, as well as a bottle of brandy to make the shepherd tipsy. In addition, 
The queen had given the princess some powdered English salt to sprinkle on a hare's tail. The princess arrived in the forest and said to the shepherd, See, I've brought you some preserves and a little bit of brandy. Eat, drink, let's be jolly together. The shepherd had a little glass of brandy and ate some of the preserves. A while later, the princess said, I have to go now, but it would be so nice if you gave me a hare. I'd love to have one to play with at home. The platoon commander will be unhappy if I give you a hare, said the shepherd. But if you kiss the place three times beneath his tail, he will most likely agree. thought. Well, the platoon commander won't tell anyone, and if I get home with the hare, the shepherd will be a dead man. So I might as well kiss the place under the tail three times. And so she did, and the shepherd gave her a hare. She got into her coach, and they started off quickly. She was just reaching for the English salt when the shepherd sounded his whistle. The hare leaped out of her arms and ran back to its master. Dear, she thought to herself, I kissed the place beneath the hare's tail three times and I still have no hair. What excuse shall I give? Back at the palace, she said that the shepherd had refused to give her a hair. Everyone sympathised. But the king and queen each guessed what had happened. <laughs> so the royal family and their courtiers were in a turmoil. What's to be done with this shepherd, they asked. How can we get rid of him? And so they devised another plan. The next day they sent for him and said, there's one more test before you can marry the princess. If you fail to perform it, you will be killed. And that'll be the end of you. Now, listen... Tomorrow is going to be a great banquet, and at its height, we'll tell you what you must do. So go now and be at the banquet tomorrow. The banquet took place the next day, and there was a huge crowd there. At the height of the festivities, the king called the shepherd to the podium and announced, Ladies and gentlemen, as his last task to fulfill before he can marry the princess... The shepherd here will fill this sack with words. If he fails, it's off with his head. The shepherd looked into the sack. Then he looked at the audience and wondered, how can, I, how can a sack be filled with words? Then turning to the audience, he said, so you want a sack full of words? Well, let me put these words into it. And he began to tell the story of his experiences with the royal family. <laughs> I thought, he said, that the king was honorable and his word was good So I snatched the ring from the princess's hand But did I get the princess? No oh, No, No. I was given forty hairs to tend And threatened with death if I lost one So I tended them And I did what I was supposed to do But did the king keep his word? No, no. He came to the forest instead and said he wanted to buy a hare 
Here the shepherd interrupted himself and turned to the king. Will your royal highness look into the sack, he said, and tell me if it's full yet? <laughs> the king started nervously forward, and the shepherd resumed his story. I say the king wanted to buy one of these hairs, but I told him I didn't sell any hairs. If he wanted a hair... No, no, that's enough, no. No, no, the, the sack is full. There are enough words in it. So the king gave permission for the wedding. But the shepherd overthrew the king instead and ruled long and well in his place. <laughs> and that's enough words for now. <laughs>